Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This segment was presented by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Believe in the You podcast. Of course, I am your host, Paul Menendez, and I'm here with a very special guest. Um, some say even the filmed uh, Jerry Maguire was he was an inspiration for. He's one of the most prolific sports agents in the history of the industry. Lee Steinberg covered over 300 professional athletes, eight first NFL first pick draft, uh, sorry, picks overall. I mean, his resume speaks for itself. It's just incredible. Lee, how are you doing today, sir? It's so nice to be with you. Hey, it truly is a pleasure to have you on. And Lee, I, I have a interesting question because, you know, the sports agency world, I mean, how do you get into that? You know, Growing up as a kid, did you always want to be a sports agent? What drew you to that industry? Well, there actually was no real industry when I started uh, back in 1975. I was a dorm counselor in an undergraduate dormitory, and they moved the freshman football team into the dorm. One of the students was the quarterback, Steve Bartkowski. And in 1975, he was the very first pick in the first round of the uh, NFL draft. And he asked me to represent him. So I had gone to law school um, and hadn't really started practicing yet. So my first case, brimming with legal experience as I was, was Bartkowski. But we got the largest rookie contract there had been to that point. And flew into Atlanta and I was amazed there it was the airport the night before the signing fleet lights in the sky like for a movie premiere a crowd pressed up against the police line and the first thing we heard was we interrupt the late news to bring you special news bulletin Steve Bartkowski and his attorney Lee Steinberg have just arrived at the Atlanta airport we switch you live so I knew I was not in Berkeley anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, most definitely. And, you know, what a way your first client, you know, is a highly touted first round NFL draft rookie. Like you just stated, you got him to sign a really big contract. Obviously, you know, having your own agency, nobody starts off with a really good client. At first, you really have to work your way, work your way in, build your clientele. How did you build off of landing your first elite client? So um, what I learned how to do was profile 
clients and <clears throat> people that I thought I might appeal to or and would be appealing to me. So it was a self-starter athlete who was a role model. And I saw in that first experience that athletes could retrace their roots and go back to the high school community and set up a scholarship fund or work with Boys and Girls Club or a church. At the collegiate level, the alums primarily relate back to the school through the uh, football and basketball programs. So uh, uh, Edger and uh, James endowed a full scholarship at the University of Miami. Yeah. or um, Troy Aikman at UCLA. And then at the pro level, I thought that if an athlete would find a particular cause in their life that they would like to tackle, they could make a real impact. So we would put a charitable foundation together with the leading business figures, political figures, and community leaders and execute a program. So for example, work done, uh, who ran for Tampa and Atlanta. Uh, we set up a program called Homes for the Holidays, where he's put 175 single mothers and their families into the first home they'll ever own by making the down payment and outfitting it. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a lot more things going on behind the scenes than really just kind of having a, a nice dinner with a client. You know, there, there's a lot of work like you just stated to really, you know, build that clientele and land a prospect. Um, you know, Lee, kind of, I'm curious. I've never been around this industry before. I've never really, you know, met anyone who's been a sports agent. What would be a typical day in the life of a sports agent? Um, you know, break it down. You have your morning session, your afternoon, and then, you know, kind of just walk me through an itinerary of what really happens in the industry. So there are three basic facets to being a sports agent. The first is recruiting. So that can go on anytime. And it's finding the decision maker in a family. Maybe it's the father or mother. Maybe it's a family friend. Maybe it's the athlete himself and initiating uh, contact with them and then um, laying out a plan for their future. So that's going on basically all year round. The second is contract negotiations. And so those can be with the team and depending on the sport, they break out. For rookies, um, it's helping them rise in the draft and being part of their uh, process. So that goes on uh, from January to April in, in football and, and in May and June in, in basketball. Um, and the third part is what we call uh, client service, which is helping people deal with any problems in their life. They're not starting, the team's not winning. They don't like their coach. Um, they've got uh, travel needs. Um, so that's going on all the time. And then interspersed with that, um, I'm working on special projects, which would be like a sports theme motion picture television show or a new app or uh, an NTR, this new concept of buying digitally and memorabilia, which doesn't exist except on your computer. So what you bought 
you don't hold in your hands. So it's a combination of those things and uh, doing uh, press interviews and speeches, working on charitable programs. So depending on the time of year, um, right now we're in a bit of a lull because players just got drafted in the NFL a while ago um, and their contract negotiations won't start really quickly. I feel like you just like to be a sports agent, you have to be a very dynamic person. You just stated someone who has to literally negotiate contracts, understand what they're reading as well. They have to have a vision for their client. They have to believe in them and talent evaluate as well. Cause you know, you have to know something in the realm of sports or the subject. Cause you can't just say, okay, they're a projected first round pick. Let's just go with them. Like, you know, there has to be some expertise as to why they want to, you know, select this client. And, you know, Lee, that kind of leads me to my next question. You know, what kind of personality or what kind of advice I would say, what advice would you give someone that wants to get into this industry and that you would give them and something maybe you wish you had learned or someone had told you early on? Well, first of all, um, I do agent academies, which we've done probably 25 of them. Okay. Uh, if you go to steinbergsports.com, someone could sign up uh, for one of them. The most, uh, we also have sports career conferences. So if you check our website, we're always in the business of educating. So that's one thing you could do. The second is hone your listening skills. It's the ability to cut below the surface and identify someone's deepest anxieties and fears and their greatest hopes and dreams to really understand what their values and priorities are. If you can put yourself in another person's heart and mind and see the world the way they see it, um, you can navigate your way through this gracefully. But it's not having preconceptions, it's actually creating enough trust with another person that they'll show you what their real aspirations are. So you gotta have people skills. You gotta be intuitive, I mean, that's it's that's it this is a tough industry lee and and i appreciate that because the amount of success you've had you know in this industry i think it speaks volume and you're probably you are the most successful guests i've ever spoken to so i really love speaking with very successful people in their industry as well um lee who was your baby kind of client that you just you found him when nobody was even looking at him and you said, this guy's going to be a star and I believe in him. Well, I think to some degree, Patrick Mahomes was uh, playing at Texas tech in an yep. offense where they gave up so many points on defense. He had to try to score on every drive. <laughs> so that led people to believe somehow he was a gunslinger undisciplined and might not be able to adapt to three, five, seven step drop and being a pocket quarterback. But um, so they sort of missed on that. But if you spent five minutes with him, you could see how bright he was, how uh, he was grounded and uh, didn't get too high or too low, was able to elevate his level of play in critical situations. So that was one. And years ago, Warren Moon, 
who is now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, had to go to Canada for six years because there was a certain degree of um, misgivings with pro teams about having a, a black as quarterback. And then he came back and signed the biggest contract in the NFL and played 17 years in the NFL. So he was someone else who was overlooked. Yeah, no, I mean, Pat Mahomes, I mean, that's a great story. I remember when he was at Texas Tech, he was putting up gaudy numbers early on with Cliff Kingsbury as his head coach. And I was like, is anybody, you know, because Texas Tech isn't a premier elite program. It's like, is anybody noticing this kid as a true freshman underclassman? And, you know, the rest is history. And he's probably going to be one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks of all time. Lee, you've covered athletes from across the board in sports. Was there one sector of the sports industry you really liked a lot more than others? Maybe was a lot less difficult. You just enjoyed more, more passion for you. Um, because football dominates America, it's not only the most popular sport, it's the most popular television show, 71 out of 100. You can make the most impact with football and the quarterbacks have become big stars. I grew up loving uh, baseball, uh, also basketball. And then I got into boxing with Lennox Lewis and Oscar De Loya. And, um, but I love all the sports. It's really about the people in it and uh, the ability to help them. But there's no question that pro football and after that college football are the uh, dominant uh, entertainment attraction in the country right now. No, I 110 percent agree. I think, you know, baseball is America's pastime. I think right now, you know, I think you stated football really speaks to the volume of the country. Uh, modern day in the sports realm and college football I love because it's so passionate you know the fans are really into it I want to switch over to baseball real quick because you've actually made a huge impact um you know you actually were advocating the San Francisco Giants correct me if I'm wrong if I'm wrong they wanted to move to Florida and listen I, I follow baseball a lot that that's a big identity in the Bay Area is the San Francisco Giants. And, you know, you also did consultation for the Oakland A's. They also wanted to leave Oakland as well, correct? So you've really made it uh, for the Bay Area. I, I never loved the concept that a team that was loyally supported by fans right. would all of a sudden get up and move unless there was just no way to economically support them. But if a team says we're your San Francisco Giants, then it implies an obligation by fans to support them in good times and bad um, to then just move the franchise. So the mayor of San Francisco, Frank Jordan, asked me to come up there and I spent a couple months trying to find new owners, trying to have a new baseball stadium, trying to convince the National League it wasn't in the best interest of baseball. Um, and we were successful and the, the team stayed and the same with Oakland now. Um, and then I was asked to lead an effort to keep the Rams in um, Southern California. Uh, that wasn't quite as successful because they went off to St. Louis for a number of years. But um, I think that you have to be a steward of the sport as well as just representing the athletes. You have to think about fans, what's in the best interest of, keeping sports healthy 
And moving franchises around where they have loyal fans is not it. So um, I, I feel happy that we were able to do some good. Absolutely. No, I, I, I when you mean loyal fans, you know, one thing I know you're, an, you're a Southern California guy. I was thinking Brooklyn Dodgers when they moved to Chavez Ravine. I mean, Brooklyn was devastated over that. But, you know, Los Angeles did a really good job and the Dodgers are, you know, a big staple in the Los Angeles community. Well, they were my favorite team growing <laughs> up. Uh, they came here in 1958 and then won the World Series in 59. And I loved Sandy Koufax and Maury Wills and, and all the Dodgers. But if you go back to principle, we didn't have a team here. They didn't have one in San Francisco. And we'd have been just as happy with an expansion team and not break the hearts of people in Brooklyn or in San Francisco. In retrospect, the Dodgers have been a, a boon, but we would not have the angels who came here were an expansion team. So no one had to lose them. And uh, I don't want my happiness to be at the price of someone else's unhappiness. Lee, I want to transition back to um, college football, NCAA and the relationship with agents. How does that begin that process in identifying a top NFL draft talent and communicating with him hey i would like you to be a part of my agency um does that process is it allowed to begin before they declare for the nfl draft um you know just walk us through um the blind eye of us as fans of college football and the nfl there are only two rules that can compromise a player's eligibility <clears throat> they cannot sign a contract with an <clears throat> agent while they're still have eligibility remaining and they can't take something, excuse me, value, and neither can their family. Uh, <clears throat> those are the only two rules. You could talk to healthy mothers in a maternity ward about their kids. You could recruit them from the day they uh, enter. So that first contact can begin any time, and that would be a first contact with the player or his parents or whoever the decision maker is in that situation. And as I said, I would have profiled a client ahead of time to see if he's the right fit personality wise and all the rest. You can find out who the most highly wanted players are in the future from pro teams will just tell you who they're looking at and who they're scouting. Some people can do it with their own eye. And then you would have a first meeting, maybe just with the parents, where you'd present a, a deck, a presentation that would start with um, getting to know the player, understanding them, and then uh, taking them through the draft, establishing them as role models, helping mentor them into the professional sport, <clears throat> talking about endorsements, marketing, and branding, and then um, not just charity, but setting career plans and what else in the world interests them. So you lay out this vision from today when we'll start training for the uh, draft in any sport 
and takes them all the way through hopefully the Hall of Fame. We have 12 players in football that have made the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So you're trying to sketch out this vision based on what's critical to that person. Lee, you mentioned something, personality. How do you know this? What, what kind of personality traits or just small things in a player's foundation are you looking for, for that trans, can translate to potentially a successful player on and off the field and a client for your, for your agency? Work ethic. So it's so much of what takes place is preparation and practice and training and all the rest of it. Are they willing to pay the price? To, to be an outstanding athlete. It, um, um, self-starter, someone who's self-motivated. Um, and then you can test someone's heart. If I'm reading a bio and this player has gone to help in uh, the inner city or this player as a collegiate has gone to Haiti to help with earthquake relief, it's pretty clear that that's the type of person Lee, you've dealt with so many personalities, so many athletes. Who, who's been the most enjoyable or kind of favorite experience you've had um, in this industry, just working with and dealing with? Well, the longest relationship I had was with Warren Moon, who we referenced. And Warren played 23 years. So we sort of grew up together. Yeah. And and became really close friends. <clears throat> and he had me present him when he was inducted to the, uh, to the Hall of Fame. They have a presenter <clears throat> who introduces the player back in Canton on the big stage. And I was able to do that. And, and then he's continued working for me in uh, or with me in in his post career. So. Um, and he was a fabulous role model. He went back to his high school, set up a scholarship fund, his uh, junior college, the University of Washington, and then set up the Crescent Moon Foundation that enabled large numbers of uh, kids to go to college on his scholarships. So, you know, I admire him as a, a, a person, but you, uh, you basically... Uh, try to pick who you'd like to work with and, right. and, uh, you know, whether it's Tua Tongo Vailoa, who, um, is just starting his career or, you know, Warren Moon, Steve Young, Troy Aikman, uh, uh Ben Roethlisberger, Mark Burnell, um, and in other sports, Pudge Rodriguez and Manny Ramirez and, and, um, they're all interesting. Wow, you just named probably every single one of those players are probably a Hall of Famer, or first ballot Hall of Fame. That That's just how impressive of a resume Lee has. And, you know, Lee, I got to ask, you know, Jerry Maguire, the movie, is that was that movie based off of your just your your life, your career as a sports agent? So Cameron Crowe called me up, who was the writer-director in 1993, and asked if he could follow me around for a film that would have an agent as lead character. So he came with me to the league meetings in football in Palm Desert in 1993, he came to the draft when I had Drew Bledsoe as the first pick. 
Um, he came to the press conference we did with Drew and Bill Parcells. Wow. He came to pro scouting days at USC. He went to a series of games with me and I told him lots of stories. So obviously it's not autobiographical because I started with the first pick in the draft. That doesn't give you much aspirational arc to, to enjoy a movie, but there's a lot of life up there on the screen. And then I was technical advisor. So I had to vet the script to make sure the willing suspension of disbelief that holds you in a motion picture didn't get broken. So the look of it wasn't phony. The dialogue was, was right on. And then I worked with some of the actors like Cuba Gooding Jr., who played Rod Tidwell in the film and took him down to the Super Bowl and made him pretend he was a wide receiver for um, uh, a week and he hung out with uh, Desmond Howard and Amani Toomer. Very cool, man. It's very unique experiences, man. You've met a lot of great people, you know, from different sectors, whether it's the sports industry, directors of major motion pictures, actors. Man, you, you live the LA life, Lee, and that's pretty impressive. Um, any advice to a young individual like myself or anyone listening or anyone right now just working day to day um, to be the best they can be in the industry they're in right now. Put all of your focus into this moment. Instead of worrying about what's on your cell phone, what you have to do later, what you have to do before, we're having this discussion. The only thing I'm thinking about is the sound of your voice and the text and subtext of what you're asking me. I'm not worried about um, who's calling, who's texting, who's doing anything. So if you can put all your energy into each situation you're in and get all the best out of it, um, that's, uh, I think, important. Study psychology, because psychology, why people act the way they do and um, uh, being able to predict their behavior, the one constant in life is you're interacting with people. Wow. That, listen, I'm, I'm jogging that right now in my notes. That's something I need to improve on is living in the moment, focusing on the current objective. And Lee, thank you so much for your time, man. You truly are. It, it was a pleasure to have you on. You're successful. You're probably the most successful sports agent out there in the industry. And you said you were probably the first and you're the best, Lee. So I appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Lee, where can people find you? I know you're doing your um, sports agencies, uh, agency academy right now. Anything else you want to add that any ventures you're doing at the moment? Well, we do that in a sports career conference. So you can go to SteinbergSports.com and look it up. And I tweet under Lee Steinberg and I, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and all the usual suspects. All right, Lee. Thank you for your time again. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. This segment was presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.